Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. So good morning everyone, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, I want to tell you this. The little five-year-old boy became very excited to say, he said, Daddy, Daddy, I'm going to marry Grandma. And the dad said, oh really? Yes, she loves me and I love her and she's the best storyteller in the world. So the, the grandpa said, oh, I mean the father said, I see, he said, but there's a problem. You know that Grandma is my mommy. You cannot marry my mommy. Come on, come on. And the boy said, why not? You married mine. <laughs> So last time, when I had the privilege of being here, I was teaching from Ephesians 2 about the amazing salvation Hallelujah. that we have received through Christ, right? Amen. Now, apropos salvation, did you know that brain cells die, skin cells die, hair cells die, but I think that the fat cells in my belly must have received Jesus because they never come on to die. But today, let's now get to the word. Amen? So, today I would like to teach from Ephesians 4, verses 1 to 16. But I already know. I will not get through to 16, but I'll do my best, okay? But so, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, it actually begins a division. You know that in the book of Ephesians, we have six chapters, and the first three chapters are what we call doctrine, uh, like theological, positional, and doctrinal truth, or... We could say the root, the root of a tree, and the other last three chapters is like the fruit. Like in other words, because of the root, what kind of fruit is the tree now going to produce? And then the first three chapters is like the doctrine, and the last three is like practical guidance. What we now ought to do, how we now ought to walk worthy of the calling wherewith we have been called, mm. right? So now, the main emphasis in this chapter is unity in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. The Lord wants his body to work together as a unit, united. You've heard that there is what we call an autoimmune system sickness. And that is where the body fights itself. Have, what do you think happens when the body fights itself? Is that a good thing? No. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible sickness. Yeah. But if we as Christians, if we fight ourselves, in the Lord's eyes, it's like having a sick body. We are one. We are not just one in each individual little denomination or local church, 
but we are one with the overall family. Yeah. And one of the things that the Lord wants us to do is to strive to come into the unity of the faith. Now, today we're going to talk about how can we do that, because I don't know how many people we are in this room right now, but as many people as we are, we have that many different opinions concerning matters, right? So to come into the unity of the faith, let's see how can we go about that. Mm. So, uh, for example, did you know <coughs> that theology, it comes from two Greek words, theos, meaning God, and logos, meaning word. So theology essentially and primarily means the word about God. But did you know that when it comes to high theology, what do I mean by high theology? You know, like doctrines like about the end time, about difficult matters. That is what causes some of the most division in the church. And that kind of teaching is actually not what is going to lead people to eternal life, to receive Jesus as their savior, mm -hmm. to escape hell and enter heaven. So we ought to always remember, like Shane, our lead pastor, always says, make the main thing the main thing. Amen. What is the main thing, if I may? Who would like to volunteer to tell me when I say, let's make the main thing the main thing, what am I saying? Was that a finger I saw raised there? Hetsa, Hetsa is going to tell us. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. and, the gospel. the gospel, and the gospel leads to salvation. Yeah, give the lady a big hand. Jesus is the main thing, the gospel, salvation. Because, you know, I guarantee you, if we've got some wrong ideas, once we get to be with Jesus, he's going to be able to straighten out those wrong ideas, right? Yeah. But if we land in hell, it's going to be too late. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. It's too late to repent once we are there. Amen? Yeah. So let's make sure we give people Jesus and not some kind of high theology or even another thing that, that is a great source of, of a division is what they call ecclesiastical history or church history, arguing about things that really don't matter. Let's avoid that. Let's make the main thing the main thing. Let's all say, let's make the main thing the main thing. Very good. And the main thing is? Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So now, in the last part of the book of Ephesians, the last three letters, Paul is going to give us some practical guidance on how to live out this wonderful calling that we have received. When we received Jesus, we were called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, if I was called out of South Africa to go to live in China, now, I have got to learn to think differently, operate differently, conduct myself differently if I want to have a successful life in China. I cannot continue to do things 
the way I've always done them. Yeah. I have to be willing to change my way of thinking, change my habits and my customs and all of that. And so now, if we will change according to the word of God, which is Jesus, then we will come into the unity of the faith. So one of the things that, that can hinder that unity of the faith is I might come here and I might hear something preached out of the word and I may say, I don't know that I believe that. I've never heard that before. I never heard anyone else say that. Uh, I don't forget it. Or I can choose to be like the Bereans. You know, in Acts 17, 11, it said that the Bereans were more noble than them all because they received the word and studied the scriptures to see whether those things be so. Yes. And if they found that this new teaching that they had never heard before mm -hmm. and that initially sounded strange, if they found it was backed up by the scripture, what do you think they do? They repented of their wrong thinking and they embraced it. They changed their belief. They changed their mind mm. to line up with scripture. And that's what made them noble. And that is one thing with us, no matter what age, you know. I won't tell you how old I am. You never tell a, a woman, we don't tell our ages, right? Keep a but at a very late age, I had to relearn. I had to say, oh my goodness, what I thought I knew, it's wrong. I had to change my mind. Amen. But I am so thankful I did. I had to humble myself. I had to go back to the learner's seat. And I am so thankful I did. If I had not done that, the blessings that I would have missed out on are innumerable. Innumerable. The peace of heart and mind, the fruit in my life. So I would like us today to be like the Bereans. You might hear something. It might seem a strange new truth to you. It shouldn't because hopefully it should all be right here. But if it was, let's go and study the scriptures Amen. and see, is this really according to the word? Because you know, you cannot make a doctrine on one verse. You have to have several that back it up in the mouth of two or three witnesses, at least that much before you can begin to say, that something is a doctrine. Amen? But now let's get back to the, um, so like the, okay, we'll just go straight to verse one. I'll just. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so much. So Ephesians 4, 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling in which you were called. So now it says the prisoner of the Lord. Okay, now let's just leave it at that. So calling, our primary calling, who knows what our primary calling is? Is my primary calling to go out witnessing? Is that my primary, most important? No. My most important calling is to be in relationship 
with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. It says when Jesus called uh, his disciples, he called them to be with him. Amen. If we are not with him, and I don't mean just occasionally, but really abiding in him, then we could go out and try to witness, right? But we could actually give the wrong, not really preach the true gospel. We need to be with him so we can learn from him, so we can be good ambassadors of him. An ambassador is a representative of something. So I, as an ambassador of Christ, I have to present Christ, not myself, not my own interpretation or my own idea. I have to go and re-present Christ, represent Christ, right? So I am saying this to say, in the word we are told to study, study to prove our, to prove ourselves, uh, study to prove yourself. Uh-huh. Study. Second Timothy two fifteen. Study to show yourself approved Lord unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. Not according to my idea what I would like it to say. What does it actually say? Right? What does it actually say? And that's the only way we can truly come into unity with the, with the body of Christ. It is if we are all in Christ according to his word, not according to our misunderstanding, misinterpretations, yeah, yeah. or personal opinions. Yes. Amen? And that now does make us responsible to study the word, get to know whom you have believed. The Apostle Paul, he said, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm fully persuaded. Do you know whom you have believed? Are you fully persuaded? That's now up to us. We have to be, do what, take, what it takes to be fully persuaded. And let me add on that that also includes being a doer of the word. As you do the word, and see that it actually works, that it actually is true, then you become more and more persuaded. Amen? Amen. So now... Amen. So it also says, so our primary calling is to be in personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's, the Bible also says that God has called us into fellowship with his son. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now to be in fellowship with you, I have to come here every Sunday. I have to take the time to stop my other activities, lay all of that aside, and come here and spend time and give my full focus and attention to being here. That is fellowship. If I don't do that, I can't say I'm in fellowship. So that means that there are times in our private personal life where we have to lay aside the busyness of life and stop and spend time in the word and prayer and give the Lord our heart, our full attention 
and say, Lord, speak to me through the word. And then, as she speaks, what would you have me do? And then do that. That is being in fellowship with him. It's a two-way. You speak to him, and you take the time and let him speak to you. Amen? And then we don't just hear, oh, JB told me to teach Sunday. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, Lord. And then I don't do it. What if I don't do it? Do you think JB would be very happy? No. Don't say, yes, yes, Lord, and don't do. Amen? How? Jesus said, how do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say? So if we don't do, we deceive ourselves. James told us. If you just hear the word and don't do it, then you're deceiving yourself. So we want to be strong in the Lord. How many of you, you lived through the COVID pandemic, right? Was that any fun? No. No. Now, who says that nothing is ever going to happen again? We've not been given that promise. No. We've not been given that guarantee. In fact, if we look in the Bible, it looks like times are going to get darker before the coming of the Lord. So now, now is a time where we don't just kick back and float. Now is the time that we allow the Lord to build us up, to strengthen our inner man, to help us to be more fully persuaded and come into the unity of the faith. We need the body. We need the body. Like a uh, coals, coals of fire. When they're together, they are hot, red hot glowing, right? You take one and put it out on its own, what's going to happen? <coughs> it dies out. It dies out. We need the body. We need the body. We need each other. Amen. And we don't, it's too late. You know, for example, if I don't build my relationship with the Lord and with my my bodies with my fellow believers, the day a tragedy happens, it's too late. That is too late to begin to be built up. That is too late to reach out to my, to my fellow believers. It is something that has to be a lifestyle that I do it all the time, like the blood flowing through your veins. So it has to be a continuous flow. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Life is in his word. Amen. Don't neglect it. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? All right. Amen. I'm trying. So now verse... Verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another, forbearing one another. So... Now here, you, you saw loneliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, right? So what is loneliness? This is like a list of attributes that are necessary for us to exercise in order to have unity. So loneliness is having a humble opinion of oneself. So I can't come strutting around in pride and think I know best concerning everything. If I come here and I begin to tell the hospitality team how to do or not to do, if I begin to tell the people teaching the kids today what to do and what to do, not to do, if I begin to try to usher JB around, is there going to be unity, do you think? No. 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 I have to realize, I have to realize to myself, I don't know everything. 
I'm not in charge of everything. God is in charge of everything. Yeah. And I've got to humble myself. I might want to be in charge, but I'm not. I'm not yeah. And i got to realize that God has given gifts to everybody in the church. He's not equipped me to be the know-it-all or to be the one directing or running the show. He's gifted each and every one of you, whether you're behind this pulpit or not, that makes no difference. You have been gifted by God. Amen? Amen. And we need each other. We need each other. So we need to be in lowliness of mind, realizing that you're not it. He is it. Amen? And then in meekness, Paul said here in meekness, <clears throat> the Bible's, Bible dictionary says that meekness is strength and courage under control. Jesus was meek. Does that mean that he was weak? I can't hear you. No. No. Weak, meekness is not weakness. Jesus was stronger than any, stronger than all, but he kept it under control. It's strength and courage under control, coupled with kindness. An attitude of humility toward God and towards men. And that's what we should have, right? There might be situations where maybe we do know better. But if it's not a life or death matter, and if in the eternal perspective it's not going to change things, let it go. Let it go. We don't have to always be right. Amen? We do not have to always be right. We don't, we don't always have to be right. Now, now we can replay it and remember it. This is now our deal. I love this man. I'll never leave him or forsake him by the grace of God. <laughs> Okay, and long-suffering. That is having or showing patience in spite of troubles. Patient endurance. Patient endurance. So you might have prayed for something, and you might not have seen the answer to your prayers. But that does not mean you begin to say it doesn't work, and God never, and it's always. No, 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 no. You just wait patiently. You endure as a good soldier. He calls us soldiers. A soldier's life is not an easy life. You have to have endurance. You have to be able to endure hardness. hardness. Amen? Amen? And so it says here that long-suffering is that patient, patient endurance. Forbearance. Okay, forbearance is patient self-control restraint and tolerance, we bear it, or we might say, we suffer it. It's not the way I would like. I would have liked this or that or the other, but forget I am not having it, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do my best. Come it on. doesn't mean I'm not going to yeah. attend. It doesn't mean anything other than let me just bear it. Yeah. So be it. Amen? Jesus. Amen. Mm. And do you think you can make a sacrifice for God? Yes. You know that uh, David Livingstone, the famous missionary to Africa, he said, I have found that you can never make a sacrifice for God. He always tops it in return. He always, but it was a little bit of a tricky question. But 
you know, he always tops it in between. The thing is now, if this is my cup, and God wants to fill it, but I'm waiting, and I don't see it filled, I say, okay, when he's ready to fill it, I'm already gone. So if I cup out, and I give up and give in, I'm never gonna get it, but if I just wait, Imagine he's serving so many. I mean, I know he's omnipotent and omnipresent and everything, but the Lord knows the right timing. He's got his own right timing. Amen? So let's just suffer a little bit as unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. So these attributes are all aspects of love. So actually, they also sound a lot like the fruit of the Spirit, right? Patience, long-suffering, meekness, all of that. So as we abide in Christ, these fruits will be made manifest. We cannot produce them. The Christian life is not just hard. It's impossible unless Christ lives through us. So do you understand, if I now go and say, oh yeah, I need to be patient, I'm going to be patient, I'm going to not say anything, I'm going to be patient. <coughs> I'm going to be patient. I'm patient now. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Oh, forget it, man. Because I am trying to do it in my own strength and my own will. But if I now, I go. And I spent this time with Jesus. And I said, Jesus, speak to me. Help me. I need you. And I let him love on me. Let him fill me up. The next time something is going to, I'm going to be so full of Jesus that I'm going to be, oh, so what? doesn't I didn't really mean it. That's just the enemy trying to discourage me. That's forget. I can let it go. I can be patient because it's an overflow. It's not my own effort. It's not me grinding or straining. And, and that's why we need daily. The life of Christ needs to be a living flow in us and through us. And we are not going to have the abundance. We are not going to have the overflow unless we get it in us. Amen? Amen? We need to get it in us. But we need to <coughs> remember that we need the Word and the Spirit. It's the Spirit that quickens and makes this Word alive. And it comes alive as we do it. it if we only hear, 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 it's head knowledge, head knowledge, head knowledge. But if we never try to do, the minute we do, then that's when it really gets quickened. And that's when it really gets rooted in our hearts, and we need that. We need that. It says that we need to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What happens to a tree planted by the rivers of water? Is it ever going to suffer lack? No. No, it says the leaves do not wither. Amen? And the godly, if we are truly godly, then we are truly abiding in Christ, spending that time letting him fill us up. Amen? And that is how the unity can come, when we are Christ-minded. Not full of our own opinions, but Christ-minded. But we'll go on to that. <clears throat> so it said that with all lowliness and meekness, 
Okay, okay, no, no, I forgot to read verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So this is now verse 3, in Ephesians 4, verse 3. So endeavoring means to use speed or to make an effort to be prompt or earnest. Or we could say to make a conscious, concerted effort towards an end. That means that I've got to set my mind. I want to strive for unity. I see in John 17, Jesus prayed that we all would be one. It's his heart's desire. Lord, I want to see unity. Help me to do my part to bring unity. Amen? Amen? And I do that by being loving and kind. But I cannot be loving and kind again in my own strength. If I don't let him fill up my love cup so that it overflows, I won't be able to be loving and kind because it won't be in me. But I got to put it in me. Let his word, let his spirit in so that it can overflow. Amen. Amen? Amen. So our time in the word, if we neglect the word, it's going to be very hard to come into the unity of the faith that the Lord desires. So if I don't emphasize anything else today but that I want to emphasize the importance of the word in our lives. Amen? Because without that, it's impossible to live the Christian life. We cannot. In our own strength, you cannot do it. But if you really let him live in you and through you, then all things are possible to him that believes. And faith comes, the believing comes by hearing the words he says. Amen? So now, um, so it says to keep the unity of the spirit. So that means it does not say to produce the unity. You are to keep the unity. As part of Christ, we are already, we are all in Christ. We are all part of his body. So he created the unity. It says in Ephesians, uh, let me see, I think it was 2, 13 and 14. It says that he broke down the wall of partition and made out of us one man. We were divided. Outside of Christ, we were divided. I mean, you went your way, I went my way, I had my opinions, you had your opinions. But when we came into Christ, we began to become more and more like-minded. For sure we agree that Jesus saves. For sure we agree that we need the Holy Spirit. For sure we agree that the Bible is the Word of God. And as we study more and more, we can come into unity about a lot more things. But that is Jesus that broke down that wall of partition that brought us into being one. And that is what he wants to see. He wants his body to be one. Like it says um, in verse 5, 4, so verse 4, there is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. So there is one body, right? Now, when you are born again, you are, you are immersed into the body of Christ. You become part of his body. You're in the body, right? Now, but I just want to bring out to you that in, this, in chapter 4 that we are in, but verse 15, 
It says that we are to grow up into Christ. It doesn't say you are to grow up in Christ. When you're born again, you are already in Christ. But it says that you're supposed, we are all supposed to grow up into Christ. And uh, Romans 8.29 says that we are to be conformed to the image of his son. That means we need to put on the mind of Christ. That means we need to be like the Bereans. If we hear a strange new truth, go and search the scriptures if it be so. If it be so, then repent and change your mind and accept what you learned. Because if we are stuck in our own ways, that's not going to produce the unity. But it's not just to be in unity. Oh, well, whatever you say, I'll believe it because I, I want to be in unity. No, no, it's not that. It's in unity of the faith. The true faith of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. The gospel. Get to know the word. What the word says. And then align yourself with the word. If you need to change your mind to line up with the word, change your mind. And that's how we'll find true unity. If we have that attitude and that willingness to humble ourselves, to be meek, to be lowly, to have forbearance, if we have those attributes, then we can eventually come into the unity of the faith. Amen? Amen. 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 So, so, it says that we, there is one body. Did you know that a body is visible? We are like, we are visible to the Lawrence Pass community. Amen. We here, we are the body of this local church. And we are visible, right? Yeah. And the church is supposed to be an illustration of the activity or work of God of bringing reconciliation. What does reconciliation mean? That means two parties that were disunited now being united. So we can be here no matter the color of our skin, the culture we were brought up yes, in, yes, whatever, yes. whatever. And that is to be an example to the unbeliever yeah. that God is. How can such difficult, different people live together, work together, be together? What is it about them? Hallelujah. And then we tell them that is Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are to be an illustration of the work of God. Amen. Amen. And that comes through unity. And that comes through humility. And that comes through being students of the word. Filling up on Jesus, not neglecting this. This is our life. We don't have the strength without this. We don't have the ability without this working in us and through us and overflowing through us. Amen? Amen. Otherwise, we're going to run. We're going to give it up. We can't. Okay. No, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Right now, we are going to look at... Um, Uh, no, I wanted to do. <coughs> so it says in Matthew twelve twenty five. I just want to say, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So did you see what it said? Jesus knew their thoughts. So obviously their thoughts 
Their way of thinking is what brought division. Yeah. Wrong thinking brings division. So and I'm not just to adopt your thinking or her thinking mm -hmm. or his thinking. I am to adopt the mind of Christ. Amen. I am to put on Amen. the mind of Christ. So when I have a question, I don't go and ask Emily's opinion. Emily, I mean, I could. And if she gives me a word-based answer, it's awesome. But I mean, I don't go and ask the ungodly or those who do not know the word. I don't go and ask them their opinion. I search the scriptures and I find out what did Jesus say, what is the truth. And that's how we can come into unity. Amen? So in Ephesians 4 verse 5 it says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now I want to ask you, do you remember last time when I was teaching about salvation? Do you remember how many ways I said by which we must be saved? <coughs> one. 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 So we should all be one because we've only been saved one way, right? Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Given among men under heaven, whereby we must be saved. And what's in the name? Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. And in the name is the nature and character of of God. Amen? So now I am saved by his nature, his character, and that is now what I want to represent because I've been called to be an ambassador. Amen? Amen. So, and, okay, so it said here in verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. But if we would look at Hebrews 6, 2, it says, of the doctrine of baptisms. So there is more than one baptism, right? And the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. But it clearly states that there are baptisms, <coughs> plural. Yeah. So we can be immersed in Christ. Like I said, when we are born again, we are immersed in the body. We become part of the body. Immersed, what does it mean to be immersed? Fully covered. Like if I would immerse this sweater in water, to immerse it, I would make sure it's completely covered with water, right? So we are immersed into the body of Christ when we are born again. There is a water baptism. There is, Jesus spoke about the baptism of suffering and there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So there are several baptisms spoken about in the New, in the new Testament, right? But... Paul was probably speaking of the baptism when the Holy Spirit takes us and places us into the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. So we are one with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we should strive to maintain that unity by aligning ourselves with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit through the renewing of our minds. Our individual opinions are not what matters. What counts is the word of God. Amen. God's opinion. Amen? Amen? Not what I say, not what you say, not what he says, not what she... What does God say? What did God say? Amen? Amen. So Ephesians 4, 6. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. 
So Christians are monotheists. What does that mean to be mono? We talked here there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And some have accused Christians of believing in more than one God. But when I say we are monotheists, we only believe in one God. Amen. There is one God, but represented in three different personalities. Now, have you all heard of a famous apologist who has now passed, but he was Muslim and he got converted to Christianity. Yes. And he said initially it was so hard for him to believe and receive and accept what we Christians call the doctrine of the Trinity. He said he just couldn't get it. He said that, you know, some people would say an egg, it has a shell, a white, a yolk. He said, but it didn't make sense to him. Some would say, look at water. It can be liquid, it can be solid, or it can be vapor. It can be like air. Shampoo. But he said, sorry? Well, he said, oh, shampoo. Some people think it's shampoo with three things. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I didn't hear that, but shampoo? How shampoo three things? Okay, whatever. But, it, but now, but one, he said one time he was sitting in, he was sitting in, in a science class. And in that science class, the, the instructor was teaching about atoms and uh, electrons, at, at, atoms and electrons. And for example, this chair here, you think this is solid, it's standing still, but actually, it's made out of atoms that are moving, moving fast. Nothing is still. Everything is moving, 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 moving. And so he said, this um, instructor, the science teacher said, like when certain atoms bind together, they form a molecule. And she said, there is a chemical called nitrate that consists of three atoms having bonded together and creating this chemical nitrate. So he said, those three atoms are always the same. They are always their three individual parts. But in this molecule, they are always ever only one. And he said that gave him, seeing that God is the creator of all things, that helped him to understand how we can... Is everything all right? There is somebody, there is. Huh? Somebody went outside. Okay. But that, that helped him to understand how God can be one and yet three identities. Amen? So this is the, about the Trinity. I hope that, that helped somebody. But we believe in one God. There is only one God. And he is much greater than we can actually fathom. Amen? Verse 7. But, in, but unto everyone, did I do verse 6? No. Oh, yeah. One God yes. and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And verse 7. But unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So here in this verse 7, Paul begins to look at the individual members of the church. He said to every one of us. Now he looks at us. So every, so every one of us has been given grace. Amen. Amen? So, so, and it says the gift 
according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So Christ's gifts are always a matter of his grace. We are, everyone in Christ's body is gifted in a unique way and is expected to use their spiritual gifts to function in the church so that the whole body is edified, built up, and works together in godly harmony. Amen? Amen. Now, I just want to say, unity is not conformity. For example, con what is conformity? For example, you have McDonald's all over the world. Every McDonald's has to conform to the same menu, more or less the same kind of layout. Uh, it has to be so that if I travel from the States and I go to a faraway country, if I go into a, Mac a McDonald's in a faraway country, I'll feel at home because it's just like what I'm used to, right? So they conform to a certain standard. But now, sorry, time is up? Okay. Um, but unity is based on a common goal. We are individuals. God has gifted us individually, but our unity is based on a common goal. And what is that common goal? Unity of the faith. Amen? To walk, to abide in Christ, to be in fellowship with him. In 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says, Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. And I would say, whether we be in the unity of the faith. Prove your own selves. And to prove yourself is to test yourself. Mm -hmm. And how do we do that? Become like the Bereans. Study the word. Get to know whom you have believed. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Study. Don't think that Sunday is the only day that we get in the word. Yeah. It should be every day. Do you eat food every day? Hopefully you do eat something every day, right, to keep up your strength. So the same with the word every day. It should be a part of our daily, daily food. Amen? Amen. And in Amos 7, 7 and 8, it says, Thus showed he me, behold, the Lord stood upon a wall made by a plumb line. Do you, need what a, do you know what a plumb line is? A plumb line is like a string, and at the end of it there is a weight. So if I now stood on the wall and I let that plumb line down, that plumb line would go straight down. It would go down vertical to a right angle. And that would then show whether the wall I stand on is straight or whether it's actually slanted, right? So like the plumb line would not behave, I wish that wall to be straight. Because if it's not straight, I've got a lot of work to do. So I want that wall to be straight. But is that plumb line going to go straight just because I want it to be straight? No. It's going to be true to gravity. It's going to go down to a right angle. And then I need to see and judge whether I am actually right, whether I have a right angle or not. And the word of God is our plumb line. It needs, we need to allow the word of God to examine our hearts and to show us whether we actually are thinking in line with Jesus, whether our thoughts are actually lining up with his word. And that we do not, we cannot do unless we become students of the word. But if we want to be strong, it says, they that do know their God 
shall be strong and do exploits. Miracles. Look at Moses. Moses knew the Lord his God. And it took a lot of miracles to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. But because he was strong and knew his God, he did exploits. Amen? And we are called to be strong and know the Lord our God. And that comes not by one fine day, if everything collapses around me, then I'll pick it up. It's an everyday, it's a lifestyle. Just like I mentioned about Acts 1.8, it's not a matter of I'll go witnessing. I should go, but it says that I am to be. My whole lifestyle is to be a witness of God and his ways. Amen. We can all improve, we, but we've all, as, as it's been said, we've left, but we haven't arrived, right? Yeah. But, but that should be our aim, to be representatives of Jesus, to live our lives according to his word and to abide in the word. As we close, I'd like to ask if you'd like to stand up, and I'll just, we'll close in prayer, okay? I'll just pray for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, I want to thank you. I want to really, really thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're not a mystery. You have made your well known. You've Amen. given us your word. You've given us your love letter, the Bible. You have given us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. I pray that you help us to prioritize our relationship with you, to really get to know you, to allow you to help us to repent where repentance is needed, that you would help us to grow up into you, yes, to Lord. become more and more conformed to your image. Help us to consciously make an effort to put on the mind of Christ. Yes. If you say to forgive, not to say, no, I won't, or no, I can't, but to know that by your grace, we can do all things through you who strengthens us. Amen. Help us to align ourselves with your word so that we may lead fruitful lives of overcoming, being triumphant, and being victorious. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.ca And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.ca